Kyle. By now, we're pretty sure everyone has heard about the combined strike efforts of both the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild. We stand in support of the strike and plan on doing whatever is asked so that we can show our support. At the moment, there is a lot of grey area about what is being asked of internet creators and fans in regards to supporting or promoting certain struck works. As both Supernatural and Leverage are owned by companies that are being asked to reform their practices, there is a possibility that we, as creators who are actively engaging with and creating content for both of these works, may be asked to refrain from continuing our podcast for the duration of the strike. Based on the current information shared by the association striking, it is unclear what is being asked of us, depending on if we're classed as influencers or media critics. The recommendations are different. At this stage, it seems like we fall closer to being media critics than influencers, and as such, we won't be halting our releases at this time. However, this is obviously subject to change. We are aware of a few people who have directly reached out to them, requesting clarification for the specific situation, and we will respond accordingly, depending on the advice once we have it. Long story short, for the moment, we are planning on continuing to release our podcast as usual, but this could change and we will keep you updated. And last but not least, a PSA. Support the strike. Members of both the WGA and SAG-AFRA are fighting for the rights they deserve as laborers, as creators, and as people. We all deserve fair compensation and recognition for our work. Please enjoy the episode. Love, Beth and Jamie. All right, cool. Are we all ready? All right, take the silence. Yes, excellent. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a podcast, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I do like the SpongeBob. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I wouldn't get that. I've never seen SpongeBob. But you have seen Bluey, so we'll forgive you. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know. It's such a good show. I'll talk about Bluey all day, every day. You guys can talk about Bluey through the episode if you want. I don't really care, but like, <laughs> maybe we should try to stick to Supernatural just to start. Yeah. Just to At start. least pretend this is a Supernatural podcast episode. Mm-hmm. And not just friendship time. <laughs> we'll outline the Bluey parts with Supernatural. Yeah, if you can make it relevant, I would love that. I mean, that's not hard. <laughs> you know what would really help the brothers? If they would watch Bluey <laughs> as a yeah. Then they could see what a healthy familial relationship was like if they knew what it was like to have a positive parental figure. Who positive parental figures? I mean, to be fair, it's not really Mary's fault. She's kind of No, 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 no. That's that's on John. R.I.P. Okay. I'm going to intro the episode and then you can talk about whatever you want. (laughs) But I just need your cooperation for like literally 30 seconds. (laughs) Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cable. And today is a very special bonus episode. We are joined by special guest Noah from over on Saving People, Queering Things. Noah, would you like Woo-hoo! to say hello? Hey, it's me, Noah. Noah and Jamie are the two people who have not seen Supernatural from both Driver Picks and Queering Things. And we have very strategically lined them up. So they have both seen only up to the second last episode of Kripke Eras. So you guys actually both watched that episode yesterday. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. are... Within like an hour of each other too. Like That was, was... kind of wild. Which considering yeah. time zones. We're on completely different sides of the planet and we still made that match up. So you guys are right on par. You've had the exact same amount of supernatural content live streamed into your brains. Objectively and... too much supernatural <laughs> content. Objectively, yes. And so we are going to have you guys discuss what you think might be coming up in the very last episode of Kripke Era. We've got a number of questions that I've come up with, August from everyone Queering Things has come up with, and also Sarah, uh, you may know her from TikTok as 
skirt skirt or from raising Winchesters over with Beth and Hannah. So we've all come up with some questions we're going to go through. But before we do, so before we get started, I am just going to ask Noah our first time guest questions so we can get a little bit more information about who he is, what his thoughts are, um, and his experience with Supernatural so far. So number one question, how long have you been a fan of Supernatural? <laughs> well, that's a kind of fun question. I have been adjacent to the Supernatural fandom since maybe like against season four. I don't know. I got around the internet at a certain age, probably 2008, too far back to remember, but I was on Tumblr and on Instagram during the Misha Apocalypse. The Supernatural and... Hell site. Yeah. <laughs> the Supernatural Hell site. I was there. I saw it all. I didn't know all the context and didn't know all of the full <laughs> impact of the story. I got the, the gists. I saw Ellen and Joe's final scene before even starting the show, but I've been a, a pretty good fan ever since joining Saving People Queering Things back in the middle of uh, season two. So it's been about a year and a half. Doesn't time just bloody <laughs> fly though? It really does. Okay. And in that time, have you developed a favorite character? Oh, absolutely. Bobby, for sure, is my favorite character. Stellar choice. Dean is the one I relate to the most, but Bobby's my favorite. Okay. I love that. I love that. Excellent choices in both regards. Do you have a favorite episode that you've seen so far? So far, my top episode is probably Monster at the End of This Book. Excellent choice. I love that. If not that one, then Abandon All Hope. Oh, very different energies. More for the first half of the episode when all the Hunter family are being great and together. Yeah. Less the back half. Valid. What does Supernatural mean to you or what about it drove you to join a podcast about it? <laughs> what does Supernatural mean to me? I feel like it's different than a lot of people who grew up watching it because I had always appreciated it from afar and loved the, the stuff I'd seen and the stuff they were doing and the supposedly queer stuff that, you know, they wink, wink, weren't doing, but it was very much very queer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea until I watched it. And once I actually watched it, I was like, yeah, okay, what are you talking about? Supposedly. Yeah. Like quote unquote up for interpretation, my ass. Like <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's always been something that I respected from afar. You know, I made fun of people for watching it at times, but I make fun of people for watching anything. I just like to make fun of people sometimes when it's reciprocated and it's all, you know. When it's consensual bullying, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> consensual bullying. It's all good. And where can people find you if they would like to hear more from you, your opinions on Supernatural or just in general? If you want to hear more from me about Supernatural, come check me out on Saving People Queering Things, available anywhere you can get your podcasts. We also have a website, queeringthingspodcast.com, which links to most of our socials. I'm also on Twitter at 21devils. You sound like confused. Like, am I on Twitter? <laughs> Does Twitter still exist? Has Elon run it into the ground? <laughs> Who knows at this point? I'm on Instagram at Spock Rocks. You want Instagram? Wait a minute. <laughs> You're about to get a new follower. I realized last night that I wasn't following half the pod squad on Twitter. So that we was did get simultaneous <laughs> notifications. <laughs> I figured you would, and you'd probably say something about it. And I was like, <laughs> at least it's both of them rather than one. That would have been worse. That wraps up those questions. So without further ado, I am going to lead you guys in with our first question, and then I'm going to duck out. And I'm just going to sit here and restrain myself with all of my willpower. <laughs> Let y'all say whatever the fuck you want to say, and I will be here in case you need to 
clarify something or if you say something and I'm like, oh, you're remembering your law wrong. Otherwise, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to shut up and I'm just going to let y'all go nuts. Oh, quick note before I forget. We're also going to do a bonus episode over on Queering Things where Jamie and Noah are going to have a chat after they've actually watched the finale and see what they were right about, see what they were wrong about, all that fun stuff. So once you've listened to this, head over there, listen to that. It'll be a fun little follow-on. Exactly. It'll be a little continuation. It'll focus a little bit more on the next 10 seasons and how things <laughs> might go rather than how this the Kripke era is going to wrap up. Anyway, our first question comes from August. And they have asked, what would be the craziest writing choice that you personally would enjoy if it happened in the season five finale? That I would enjoy. That's the key thing that makes it hard for okay, me. Because yeah. I think very few writing choices I would enjoy. And enjoy. Like, I can think of some crazy writing choices. Mm, it's not hard with uh, what they've done in the past. The craziest writing choice that I would enjoy yeah, you can go first because I'm blanking. I can think of some crazy writing choices and I'm like, I would hate all of these. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would hate that one too. It's so hard because it's like, there seems to be a real shift in media these days, especially like, you know, I sort of think of it as like the Marvel plot twist where it's like the mm. entire plot twist is only, it's only a good plot twist because you don't see it coming. But mm. it actually sacrifices a whole bunch of like integrity within the story to be like, yeah. We're just whacking this random plot twist in. Just because we wanted to have a plot twist. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we should just compare like craziest writing choices they could make and see if like even tangentially yeah. any of them we would enjoy. Okay, the craziest thing I came up with is Bobby ends up getting possessed by Lucifer instead and trying to seal himself into the, the cage. Well, to be fair, Bobby is the only one so far who has shown that he can mentally overpower a demon. So it's That's probably true. a better plan than Sam doing it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think the issue with that is that Bobby does not have the necessary genetic makeup. Predisposition, yeah. To be a vessel for Lucifer. That would be fucking fascinating, though. Right. Bobby is evil. Ugh. Evil Bobby's coming at some point, I'm pretty sure. Evil Bobby's coming at some point. You're just waiting for evil Bobby? No, 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 that's not what I want. I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't want to see Bobby be evil to the boys or at all, but I feel like it's coming. I feel like with 15 seasons, they should do everything at least once. To be fair, though, we have already seen evil Bobby and Dean immediately knew he was possessed because he was too mean. True, true, true. Which is really interesting when you contrast it with the fact that he knew that John was possessed because he was too nice. Oh. I think the craziest writing choice that I can think of that I would absolutely fucking hate is they bring John back from the dead. Oh my like, God. Either Michael or Lucifer is like, oh no, like we need a vessel. And like, obviously the boys are still saying no, 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 no. And so they bring John back as like a vessel uh, for one of them. That would be the craziest little plot twist, having John save the day. But unfortunately it does feel kind of in line with what Supernatural sort of seems to think of John. <laughs> the daddy issues that Kripke has. He's just misunderstood. He's trying his best. He's trying his best. All of the child abuse was just an accident in his revenge mission. It was just reflexes. So he's a bad person because he yeah. has bad reflexes. His gut instinct was to treat his children poorly. But, you know, <laughs> he's just misunderstood. And he's really a good man under all of that fucking child abuse and neglect. Sorry. No. The argument just doesn't ever ring true for me. No. I feel like... They've already pulled out some pretty, like, wild writing choices this season. Like giving the brothers an extra brother? Yeah. 
they really feel like they're shoo-hooing some stuff in at this point. Like they're just really like shoving it in there. Like, oh fuck. This is like the equivalent of having an assignment and realizing like at midnight mm-hmm. the day before it's mm-hmm. due that you haven't written any of it yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. I walked out. I my nan called me. She had a call last night. So I was like, I better answer this. But I left you guys for three minutes max. And I came <laughs> back to evil Bobby. We were talking about the craziest writing choices that yeah. we would not the, enjoy. We couldn't think of any that we would enjoy. So we just started talking about crazy, crazy <laughs> writing choices. In case one of them, the other person was like, oh, actually, that might be kind of interesting. That's so funny. I love this for you guys. But we're both <laughs> on the same page. I think past switching signs, that would be a dumb writing choice to happen. Oh, my God. I think I think the craziest writing choice I can think of is if they pull a red sky at morning and basically family therapy, Lucifer and Michael into not fighting anymore. I literally have in my notes theories I'd love to see explored. Angel family therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be so great. They sit down with all of them and say, hey, okay, let's really feel our feelings. Yeah, like, because Gabe's already starting to get there. Like, he's had a little bit of the family therapy at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, he's starting to, you know, undo some of the generational trauma instilled on them by God. And how did they treat him? They did not treat him very well. If you guys are struggling to come up with crazy writing choices you think you would like, I do have another question, which is one of the ones that I Mm pre-formulated that we could maybe move into, which might be easier, Mm -hmm. which is what is the worst possible ending you could imagine for Kripke era? Oh, yeah. I think the worst possible ending I can think is Dean says yes, Sam says yes, and then they have a mediocre fight scene. (laughs) Shirtless and really... (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'm imagining, like, so underwhelming. (laughs) <laughs> I'm imagining like these are meant to be two celestial beings jammed into the body of these humans. And it looks like them are just under a street light, just uh, 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 and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, any other worst possible things? <laughs> worst possible. I don't know. Make a new female character that's super cool and empowered and then kill her off immediately. They're really great at that. And that fucking sucks. Oh my god, worst possible ending. Dean is acting like openly queer. And then it turns out it's because he's been possessed. If Dean comes out and he starts flirting with Cass and like yeah. getting real hot and heavy and then... And then it turns out he's like possessed by Crowley or something like... <laughs> or Meg. Ooh. I would love to see more of Ash. I want Ash to come back as a Heaven's Little Renegade type situation. Well, he's already worked out how to like hop Heaven. So like there's yeah. a chance that maybe he'll work out how to hop out of Heaven. Yeah, he could use Heaven's Doors to hop down to Earth, and maybe he could get some cool powers from being able to access Heaven's Warping Cores or whatever. That would be dope as fuck. Craziest writing choice that I'd actually enjoy. Ash just ascends from Heaven and saves the day. He comes I would enjoy kicks that. Lucifer and Michael's asses at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ash is basically Jesus at this point. Uh, basically. Mm-hmm. He's got the hair. He's cool with it. <laughs> I guess that kind of segues nicely into one of my other questions, which was what would be your ideal ending for Kripke? I think for it to be actually over. Well, you already know that's not going to happen. So it's already inherently disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) But what if it wasn't? I don't know, because like I'm feeling like at this point they were doing a pretty good job through like season four and the start of season five to like pretty like evenly pace out stuff. And then they just didn't touch the main plot for like, eight episodes and it feels like these last like two episodes have been like how much plot can we jam in this plot yeah 
a little bit it's accelerating very quickly towards the end and it does not feel like one episode is enough time to wrap that all up feels like it should be ramping up but it's like it's almost simultaneously ramping up and also not like very much not it like it feels like there's still so much that they've got to try and fucking deal with which makes me believe that the way it will end up is that they're gonna lose and like to solve all of their problems they'd have to win at the end of the day and they'd have to solve all of these different little plot lines but i feel like they're gonna lose just by the sheer amount of storylines that they've got to handle and i'm out i have a follow-up question if i may how would you guys define them losing like what would constitute a loss losing sam or losing the fight exactly how they end the last episode because i would classify them losing differently i think them losing is any solution where more than a couple thousand people die as soon as you're talking about sacrificing half the planet like as soon Mm. as you've got like half the planet dying then i'm like oh no that's a loss hot take from jamie (laughs) I feel like if you had to sacrifice half the planet, then you're losing. So one third is fine. One third's fine. Yeah. Like it's all about the numbers. You can win if a third of the planet's gone. Yeah. That's a third all good. Planet, it, neither here nor there. You know, that's chump change basically. But half of the planet, I'd even accept three eighths. It sounds like politicians talking about COVID. <laughs> You know, if seven-sixteenths of our population are dead, it's fine as long as the other ones survive. As long as the economy continues to grow, it doesn't matter. (laughs) People may get back to work. Exactly. I feel like they're not even properly examining the economic impacts of what they're doing. See, that was another theory I'd like to see explored. The after effects of spreading the word about the brothers to everybody ever who is very interested in angels or demons. Oh, I think a big loss for the brothers would be if Chuck continued to publish the books. They throw Chuck into the last episode just to be like, hey, I'm writing more books. Here they are. Throwing more stuff into the end of the season. That is actually another question. Do you guys think that, like, there will be a number of recurring characters or do you think it's just going to be, like, Honestly, if we're picking out, like, what recurring characters I think we're going to see in the finale, I think we're going to see Crowley and we're probably going to see Cass. They're, like, the two that I'm thinking. I'm also thinking... um, Adam. Maybe Adam and probably Lucifer's current vessel, Nick, or whatever his Nick. name is. What about Bobby or any of our sort of less specifically plot relevant characters? Like, I mean, you mentioned Chuck. Like, do you think we'd see Chuck? I don't think we're going to see Chuck personally, but. I don't see how we don't if mm. it's the Kripke era, you know? If at that point Kripke had already decided that Chuck is God, then he has to show up in the season finale. If he doesn't show up in the season finale, it leads me to believe that. They hadn't decided Chuck was God. From my knowledge of the timeline, I feel like they don't confirm Chuck is God until like a couple of like seasons in the future. Way later. Like I feel like Chuck Chuck being God is something that we don't get confirmed till later on, just based on when I remember seeing on Tumblr like all of the things about the reveal. But there's so many signs that point to it if you mm. look back. That like I want, I'm curious to know when the writers decided. But there's a difference between it being heavily implied and it being confirmed. True. They could make hints to it all day, and they could just be misdirects to throw people off. Chuck could not appear in the season five finale, because as much as the writers have already decided that he's God, they didn't want to confirm it. Like, it wasn't necessary to that plotline to confirm it. They already have literally said he's the writer of their stories. But then again, when have the Supernatural writers ever been on the same page? (laughs) Never. Never. (laughs) I wish that season six was a more cohesive narrative. And flowed better. Huh, that'd be fun. Moving forward from five. 
Okay. Okay. You know, I was like, like, I was like, Noah, <laughs> you haven't seen season six. Yeah. Like, valid oh, take. Was I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Noah is in the building. <laughs> okay. Another question that I had for you guys was, what do you think is the most likely ending for Kripke? Like, forgetting, like, you know, batshit insane takes, looking at the narrative, what do you think is actually most likely to happen? Tragically, I think Jamie's earlier prediction of something involving John, because Kripke has just broadcasted daddy issues left and right across his run. So I think he's got to resolve his stories and something around daddy issues has got to get finalized there. But also consider we've got another 10 seasons worth of daddy issues to to contemplate. So they can't resolve too many daddy issues now. That's true. You've You've got to spread the daddy issues out, really. Which leads me to think Bobby is in more danger than ever before. (laughs) And Death's already coming for him. And Death has said that. As many daddy issues as they have around John, they have like equal and opposite daddy issues with Bobby. Yeah. I made a prediction earlier on and I'm like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, I think this is how they're genuinely going to end this series or the season of the series. Like, because it was originally meant to be the series ending. Yeah. I'm thinking that both... Dean and Sam are going to say yes, and that's how they get Lucifer back into the cage. And then Sam gets stuck in the cage essentially with Lucifer and can't get out. And then sort of as reward from the angels, the angels will grant Dean everything he ever wanted and he'll have the white picket fence and the romance that doesn't make any fucking sense with Lisa and this, that, the other. And, like, it will be, like, he technically quote-unquote won but it's all hollow because all he cares about is Sam. I think it's a solid theory and it's really on point. I would tweak a slight little bit. Mm. Sam and Dean both say yes. They both jump into the cage and they both keep Michael and Lucifer there because just as much as Michael's as Lucifer is a problem, Michael is a Mm. problem. (laughs) The only difference is Michael's like, oh, I have to do this. And Lucifer's like, I'm going to make this my entire personality. (laughs) No, no, Michael's like, I'm so glad I get to do this. He's he's so happy. He's so smooth and suave. And he's like, this is something I have to do, but I'm enjoying it. Lucifer is like, I'm angry and I want to get what I feel I deserve. Slight tone difference. But I think Dean's not going to let Sam go in the cage by himself. And Dean can't be without Sam. Secret third option. Yeah. Adam is currently possessed by Michael as of the last episode. Adam and Sam in the cage is Michael and Lucy. Ooh. And also, this is very fun to me because this is basically you just reinventing my get-along cage theory. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, the get-along cage, it'd be great. Now, from my Tumblr days, I do know a long-time running joke about Adam. And this could be where it starts. And I don't know if Jamie knows anything about that. I think Jamie has made reference to it in the past but i don't know how recently i feel it doesn't really matter at this point i've got one episode left it doesn't really matter at this point you're so right it matters (laughs) this episode that we're recording right now (laughs) okay okay sorry no (laughs) no it's fine fine. no 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 no. it's fine because everyone listening at home will know (laughs) it'll be fine it'll be fine i don't actually know anything but that whole theory that we just created, we're fucking great at it. <laughs> we're solid. Sorry, I know, Noah, that that was like probably verging on a spoiler no, territory for I, you. See, that's but the thing. If you already knew the joke, 
I knew the joke. I just didn't know when it started. And then we were literally just coming up with that theory. And I was like, oh, 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 (laughs) okay. (laughs) Oh, is that the, like. Adam gets forgotten in the cave. The joke is actually everyone forgets about Adam. Because he's stuck in hell. Well, I'm not going to yay or nay the actual circumstance, but I am going to say that this is the point where that joke does become Okay, 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 okay. So I think the key thing is I've seen so many supernatural memes. It's like (laughs) narrowing it down. When did that meme begin though? Yeah, exactly. Like at what point did that meme become a thing? Because like, yeah, that could become a thing here or it could be a thing in season seven. Or eight or 14. Or eight or 14. Like there's 10 other seasons where it could become a joke. I've only ruled out five at this point. What is delightful from my perspective, and I'm sure from August's and, you know, other Adelaide's and other people's, is that sometimes you guys will say things about the current season that we're in, and they're not relevant now, but you have just outlined a plot that happens in, like, season 14. (laughs) And we're just sitting there like, oh, that's such a funny idea. Like, you know, and we know full well that by the time we get there, that's four years away. Y'all will have forgotten you ever fucking thought it in the first place but we'll know i'm waiting for the day whenever an episode pops up where august will be like here's the receipts so an episode <laughs> season 5 14 you said this bullshit right here at 39 minutes and 12 seconds you said <laughs> <laughs> that is legitimately what beth did to me with sin city though mm-hmm. she was like oh now that we've seen the relevant reveals go back and listen to the bullshit you were saying because you googled the list of angels and michael happened to be the first one at the top of the list yeah, Michael is like the one everybody knows, Michael and Gabriel. In any case, so I think what we're we talking most likely ending is that most the way likely. And you, so you guys oh, yeah, yeah. have three different configurations of mm-hmm. who could potentially end up. Yeah, there's the three people who could be there's so there's two angels that we want stuck in the cage. But the other thing that I don't think we're accounting for is what if the cage is only designed for one angel? Mm. And what if they subvert expectations and make that angel Michael and not Lucifer? Because I do know that Lucifer does pop up again later on in the season. So he can't be locked up too good. But Michael does too. See, I don't remember seeing any notice of, like, Michael. But I know for a fact that Lucifer shows up again because I think he's in season 15. It would make sense if God is a big factor in the 14-15 seasons. But then again, what's to say that they didn't lock him up and then, like, God just popped the cage for funsies? Yeah. Bring him out for a little mission? like. Oh, no, actually, the lack of parental responsibility. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. God is not parentally responsible <laughs> enough to want to free his children no, no, no. from imprisonment. No, 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 never. He doesn't think it's his problem. I f- fucking forgot. Even though Kripke leaves the show, the daddy issues continue. That's on me. I forgot. Daddy issues are forever. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys have any solid, like, genuinely, I think this might happen ideas? Or is that, does that cover it? Yes? I think Cass is going to sacrifice something to help the brothers something huge i don't know if it's going to be his angel abilities but he's already like kind of weaker he's already kind of not got them in the most recent episode we had the whole like oh you don't have like a speck of angel left in you thing and him being like just a speck like we've had that literally last episode so yeah he's he's not at full power so maybe it's not that but maybe it's his last opportunity to go to heaven or like to be with the angels or He's the one that strikes the killing blow against Michael or some big family therapy type moment. Final thoughts before we move on? I wish that they had brought back Jesse, the little kid who was half demon, half... <laughs> this is a whole thing. <laughs> August and Elena told me that he doesn't come back. 
I told Jamie. Beth also told me that he doesn't come back. I'm like, what do you mean he doesn't come back? You just, they created a solution to their problems. Every problem. Then they were like, shit, we create a solution to the problem. <laughs> They're just going to completely forget that. They're like, mm, no, actually, we're instead going to do this massive convoluted, we have to get four rings from four horsemen and actually just jam two of them in the second last episode thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a little much. I love, though, that Cass's problem solving is like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to find the Antichrist, so I'm going to find God instead because that will be easier. <laughs> Couldn't he have, like, hijacked the Samulet to search for other things? I mean, I guess it depends on, like, what sort of, like, magic is running through that shit. Like, not that they have the Samulet anymore. Well, I have to believe that Sam picked it out of the trash because he walked out well after Dean did and Dean was being dramatic as fuck and Sam was not <laughs> having any of it. So I bet he picked it up and put it in his pocket. My rhyming theory is that Chuck is God at this point. And the reason that they never felt the Samuel is because they wear too many layers. Too many layers. Take off one of the flannels and then you'll... And they would have been fine. They would have found God ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> and this season would have played out very differently. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts for like actual likely ending for Group P? I think someone else is going to die for man pain. I don't know who, but someone. Okay, I think it's the ghost facers. I don't know when they're going to come back, but I thought I was tripping because, okay, first of all, fuck Netflix. Secondly, <laughs> I couldn't watch Supernatural on my family's Netflix account anymore because they cracked down on the passwords and I don't live at home. So I had to pirate Supernatural because I'm a criminal. <laughs> but... You wouldn't download a movie, no. <laughs> I would, though. But during the middle of Hammer of the Gods, it just, like, shows a little Ghost Facers ad. It's the most random placement of the ad because we watched it on official streaming and they left it in. Okay, see, I thought I was tripping. I was like, no. what kind of streaming service is this? Did you watch the short, though? Well, wait, no. I didn't watch the, like, the web series. Oh, there's, like, an 11-minute video on YouTube. I made Jamie okay. watch it yesterday. It's a delight. Okay, good. It is so irrelevant to the plot, but it's mm -hmm. very fun. If you have 10 minutes... It's still available on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, you don't good. have to illegally pirate it. <laughs> <laughs> good. My, one of my other questions was, what do you think is the least likely ending for Kripke? Everybody happy? I was about to say something where everyone is emotionally stable. Yeah. You know, where the daddy issues are resolved. Not happening. Not this show. I feel like we're not going to get an ending that's actually all that satisfying. Because from what I've heard, it's like, this was designed to be the end, like the end, the end. And then they realize, oh, fuck, we're getting a sixth season sort of midway through production of the last few episodes. So like, from what I can tell, they were like, oh, no, this is how it was meant to end. Everything's sorted. But then they had to kind of like at the last minute, like switch some stuff up so that they could actually mm. have a sixth season. See, now I'm getting into the meta textual like analysis. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, because we're, I mean, we're having to figure this out from so many different context clues. I'm playing the 8D chess. <laughs> it's exhausting. I don't know how Beth does it. <laughs> I live for it. It feeds me. <laughs> um, I think okay. you're mistaking the brainworms getting fed for feeding yourself. Look, me and the brainworms. What's worms, the difference? Basically, anymore? yeah, I was like, we are one and the same at this point. It's a symbiotic relationship. If they die, I die. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one... Last question on my list, but I am going to leave that, I think, for a moment. I think we probably should have started with it in theory, but we'll, we'll now we'll move it to the end. So Sarah has submitted a couple of questions as well. Uh, they want us to know, is there a creature or being that you wish 
they had fought or addressed throughout this first five seasons? Like, is there mm-hmm. any mythology you wish they'd explored? I want to see a dragon. Oh, yeah. God, a dragon? Where the fuck have those been? They also haven't done dinosaurs, right? That would be cool. Are you classing dinosaurs as mythology? No, no, no. no. Yeah, well, no, not no, mythology. No, uh, we're about but... to have a conversation. <laughs> Sorry, it was mythology slash lore is what I thought. Okay. We'll allow it. Yeah. But no, you can't tell me the dragons aren't real. No, they literally had Odin a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I want to see a dragon. No, actually, I don't want to see a dragon because Supernatural does not have the budget to make that look good. Yeah. Show me a shadow of a dragon. Exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. Any other beings or creatures? I just wanted Dean to have an opportunity to befriend a hellhound. Mm. See, we just got Crowley having his own hellhound. And we've seen Meg have hellhounds. Like, I just think it'd be really fun if they had a pet hellhound. Yeah. Communicating with more quote-unquote monsters and like you know taming them would be very interesting too and i also think if he got to know a hellhound he would get over some of his trauma relating to them wait so that's not but that's like healthy mental development and they don't do that but i just realized i was like fuck they're not gonna do that that would like show some sort of emotional growth yeah which that's too much to ask yeah absolutely I love that this question was, is there a being or a creature you wish they'd fought? And you guys were like, I wish they'd adopted pets and domesticated them. <laughs> Have we ever seen them do a basilisk or a Quetzalcoatl type snake with wings? That would be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah, I just wish we saw more like non-human forms, if that yeah. makes sense. Like we get a lot of like vampires and like werewolves and like stuff that is normally in kind of human form. And, like, ghosts yeah. are always looking like humans and demons or are always demons. looking like humans. Yeah. Like, give us some, some more, like, cryptids. Give us some creatures. I want them to fight Bigfoot. Mothman. Bigfoot. Mothman. God tier level suggestion, Beth. I know you made it as a joke, but Mothman. <laughs> Mothman would be so good. <laughs> the amount of times they've hyped up Bigfoot so far in the first five seasons, like, oh, everybody knows Bigfoot's a hoax. Like, yeah, come on. He's real. He's got to be out there. He's just chilling. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sarah... Also wanted to know, do you think that Michael or Lucifer is stronger? There's no elaboration on the definition of stronger either. So it could be in any sense of the word. I think Lucifer because he's more persuasive. I personally think that Michael is stronger in the more traditional sense, but Lucifer is crafty. So you don't need to be strong when you're crafty. Exactly. He will win the fight. It's like, on what metric do you measure strength? Are we measuring strength on simply who would win in a fight? Because in a straight fight, I think Michael is stronger. Yeah, if they're fighting by the rules. But if you allow for the room for, like, you know, cheating in the fight, yeah. then, like, Lucifer's probably going to win. He's rigging the whole game. Yeah. It's it's a little interesting to, I mean, even set those stakes up because you've got to set it somewhere. I think Lucifer, for sure, because he can persuade more people to help him, whereas Michael's just using intimidation and fear. Not as helpful. They also wanted to know, do you think you'll actually see a fight between Michael and Lucifer, which you guys, like, touched on before, mm-hmm. but I'll reiterate here. I feel like we have to. I feel like they're not going to do this without, like, the fight, you know? like I feel like that's exactly what they want you to think, and so there's not going to be a fight. Mm. I feel like this show is too much like, mm, this is a manly man, macho man show. <laughs> They've got to have the fight. If this was a better show, then I don't think we would get a fight, but I don't have the faith in it. <laughs> do you think it'll be Sam and Dean fighting or do you think it'll be Adam versus somebody or see I think that's where like this but I don't think it's going to be Sam and Dean I don't know who okay. it's going to be I don't have a solid opinion on that but like I feel like Sam and Dean's kind of the obvious choice 
So I think that's where they're going to try and subvert expectations. I'm worried they'll throw Bobby in the mix because he doesn't have a soul. And so it's like, maybe he could host Lucifer because he's soulless and it's not as taxing on him. I'm going to put a small lore interjection here. Mm-hmm. Only only because Bobby, as he is currently, is not how we would define a soulless person. He still has his soul, but it's promised to hell, essentially. Oh, okay, okay. It's not activated until death. Yeah, so if you okay. have sold your soul to a demon, you retain it, but it's like when you do die, you've guaranteed where it will go. And in Bobby's case, he's his is on loan. So at the moment, it's only being held as a retainer. Theoretically, if Bobby were to die in this moment, it's honestly kind of up for debate where his soul would go, I would argue, because Crowley at the moment is still in possession yeah. of it, but it was by the terms of the con- contract on loan. Yeah, so currently Bobby still contains a soul and can still use it for like whatever you would spiritual purposes say a soul would be used for like you know his (laughs) what do you use your soul for Beth (laughs) (laughs) I use my soul all the time (laughs) as a redhead like I really really (laughs) make sure (laughs) to let people know that I do have and use my soul (laughs) (laughs) just just in case they're concerned I gotta really fight those stereotypes (laughs) that were placed upon me but yeah so at the moment like Bobby like where we've seen people make deals before. It's not like Dean didn't have a soul for all of season three. He had his soul. It's just that upon his death, it would go to hell. That was the guarantee. And a lot of them have like guaranteed death in, in so the deal. many years. In yeah. X many years. That's part of the conditions of the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. But other than that, I'm, I just wanted to pop that little mm-hmm. little law bit in there. But... I think it's really interesting because you can definitely tell that you're on like a Bobby stand because you're like, yeah, but this can be tied to Bobby this way. <laughs> Oh, exactly. This could change Bobby's whole situation in the season. I've got a lot of red flags thrown up around Bobby's safety. I'm going to come into my last question that I pre-prepared, and then I actually have a couple other questions that I've come up with as you guys have been talking, so I'm interested to see how that goes. My last pre-prepared question is, what have been your most prominent theories throughout Kripke, and how are you feeling about them coming into the finale? Obviously, I kind of have a good idea of sort of what both of you have been thinking because I listen to Queering Things and I sit with Jamie for hours every week and listen to her. <laughs> but for anyone who may not have listened to both shows or might not be caught up, and obviously you guys, it's less ideal for you to listen to the pods because you're mm-hmm. trying to avoid spoilers. So anything that yeah. you might have said but haven't heard from each other. Mm-hmm. So obviously my favourite theory at the moment is the Sarah Gamble long con. Does not tie directly into the season five finale, but I do think it is very fun. I don't know of any specific long theories I have. I kind of just say whatever I think and then forget about it as soon as I edit the episode and put it up. But I don't know. It's been building a lot more towards Sam and Dean's complete reversal of, you know, position on shit. And it's like they ask you what your theories are and your mind goes blank. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Maybe exactly. I shouldn't have put you guys on the spot like that. <laughs> My issue is a lot of my theories have already come true. Like the yeah. trickster is an angel already got confirmation. I actually made early on in season two that I was like, oh, maybe the reason why they're like giving Sam demon blood is to make him strong enough to host a powerful demon. We've now gotten confirmation as of last episode that yes, like the whole demon blood thing is to make Sam strong enough to host Lucifer. I had a theory about like genetics and how it was like John specifically for a long while. Got that Mm -hmm. confirmed back in like the song remains the same. 
so many of my theories have already come true at this point that I'm trying to think of any theories that haven't already been confirmed. And we know the Chuck one is a long ways away. Yeah. And like whether Chuck is God gets confirmed next episode or like two seasons or three seasons from now doesn't really matter because we both already knew that going in. Yeah. There's spoilers that I'm like, I think I've heard something about this. Like, I feel like I know something about this. But like, that was one that I was like, yeah, no, I know Chuck is God. Okay. So the answer to my question is, we don't really know. <laughs> Do you have any theories of ours that you've heard that you're like, oh, they haven't been confirmed yet? Because like, that's the hard thing for me. A lot of mine have already been like, either fully confirmed or like as close to confirmed as they're going to get. The thing is that any theories that you have posited, either of you have posited that you have left, are ones that I don't want to bring up because if I'm bringing them up, you're going to know that it's because we've noted it because it's relevant. So I'm I'm not going to interject anything here. Are there any that you've noticed that are wrong, but you were interested in? I don't, that's also spoilers. So it's like, I don't know. I didn't come into this prepared to answer questions myself. I think that what is really fascinating about having people who haven't seen the show trying to like make predictions and stuff is that it's really interesting to see how your minds work and how you follow different like narrative plots and then where you think they are going to put subversions or where they're not going to put subversions because both of you have in some cases very similar ideas and in some cases very different ideas and it is very fun and painful (laughs) at the same time (laughs) to listen to you have your theories and like talk about the show because sometimes you'll say something and I go oh my god I so desperately want to be like yes and another thing and like you know (laughs) really like and you know how next season they also oh yeah exactly you know and like I said earlier on you guys sometimes will say stuff and I'm like okay cool but not for you know four more seasons or not for like you know (laughs) wait till season six like or wait till yeah Carver era you know and you're not going to know how right you are. I think that in the final season, we should have a project where we go back and find a little supercut of like the first five seasons, the craziest things that we said that turned out to be actually true. And oh, yeah. Make a little reaction video to it where we I play the clip. And then we're like, oh my God, we had no fucking idea. <laughs> I love that idea. Yes. I have a couple of other questions based mm-hmm. on what you guys have talked about. Because It's really kind of this falls into what I was just saying about people following different narrative threads and focusing on different stuff. Because if someone had asked me these questions, I would have answered them very, very differently to how you guys have just answered them, purely because y'all are focusing entirely on the plot. If someone asked me what would be the worst possible ending of Kripke era, my answer is going to be about the characters and when they end up. And like, other Mm. than like joking about, oh, some of them might be in hell. Like, do you have any thoughts about where our main characters are actually going to finish up after this episode. Like, where are they? Where's what's their final position going to be? Can I reframe this question, please? Absolutely. Can we frame it and do it, split it in two, and go? What would be the best possible ending for the characters, Ooh. and what would be the worst possible ending for the characters? Yes, let's do it. I want to start with worst. Clearly, do we want to go character by character as well? Yeah, and I think we go character by character. Does that sound like a plan, Noah? Yeah, but I think it's also going to be slightly different. It's going to be into the worst version yeah. of. Bobby's reality is going to be different than the worst version of Dean's, you know? Because I was actually going to say, like, suggest let's start with Bobby. Like, what's the worst possible ending for Bobby? Because I know what my worst possible ending for Bobby is. I don't know if it's both brothers dead or both brothers alive, but possessed by their respective angels and hating each other. I think the worst possible ending for Bobby is any ending where he doesn't have his boys. Yeah, where where he is separate. For whatever reason, he's lost both of them. Like, these are his children and he's lost both of them. 
but it'd be worse if you know like when dean was dead and he just couldn't connect with sam again mm-hmm. you know it's where he knows sam is out there but he can't restore that yeah. where he's lost both of them where it's like a rehashing of all of his worst fears if they reversed that and mm-hmm. sam was gone and dean wouldn't talk to bobby that would be that would be a rough time for bobby for sure Best possible best ending case for Bobby. Let's, let's just go best worst for each character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that I was like making that. me sad. So best yep. possible <laughs> ending for Bobby, I think, is everyone's happy and safe and they actually get themselves a home that's relatively close to Bobby so they can go and visit. Or he has like a you know a trailer home in his backyard kind of thing where they, mm-hmm. they can stay in the backyard and live there on their off time. Because let's face it, them sleeping over in the panic room is not sustainable. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if Bobby's like house was, you know, you know, whenever they had the railroad tracks that made a devil's trap and it protected that whole fucking town. They could just do that around Bobby's property, you know, give him some better protection at his house. So there's no zombies showing up unexpectedly (laughs) and the boys are both safe and happy. Lucifer and Michael are not problems anymore. And John is never mentioned again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, I forgot my worst possible ending scenario for the show is they pull like a season, I think it's the end of season one, where they're like, oh, here's this random gun that can kill everything. Now we're just going to murder Michael and Lucifer with it. Again. Probably not a gun because we've already got that. But like, you know, some miscellaneous weapon that is heretofore unknown. And they're yeah. like, hmm, here we go. All of that planning about like getting the fucking rings and like shoving him back in the cage. All for nothing. Nothing. So you would just really hate, basically, if they were like, actually, the way we're going to figure it out is we're just going to shoot them with a gun. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? We figured it out. You press this button right here, and it erases both of them. Bam. (laughs) Yeah. Problem solved. Isn't it crazy how that happened? We've been stressing about the rings and the horsemen and all of this for nothing. We could have just done this. That would fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) Worst case scenario for Dean. Mm. I think worst case scenario for Dean is Sam is dead, and he gets no, no, I think Sam being Lucifer is worse. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That is infinitely worse. And just walking around and ruling the town or the mm. world as Sam. Sam is Lucifer. Lucifer is doing whatever the fuck he wants. And there's nothing Dean can do about it. Because he said no to Michael. And so Michael and the rest of the angels just fucked off. So Cass has and gone went through to a this. different universe. They just said bye. If Cass left him behind and Bobby died. Mm-hmm. Bobby's dead, yeah. And didn't get his soul back from Crowley. Mm-hmm. So now he knows that he's getting tortured in hell. And then in season six, we see Bobby come back as a demon. <laughs> uh-huh. That would be the worst case scenario for Dean. Here's how evil Bobby and for me personally. still win. <laughs> Look, we're going to shoehorn evil Bobby in however the fuck we can. And we've got to. We've got to make that conversation relevant. Here's the thing. What is really interesting to me is you guys have basically just described the episode The End, which is what Zachariah used to try and convince Dean to say yes to Michael. Because you are right. Like, I think that that would be essentially his worst case. Like, Sam is Lucifer. Bobby is dead. No, Bobby is evil Bobby. My apologies. Bobby is a demon. Bobby is is on his way to becoming evil Bobby. Yeah. Because we can't see all that character development in one episode, you know? They've got to have some time. Bobby's got to have time to develop into who he's meant to be. Yeah. (laughs) No, not who he's meant to be. I love the initial agreement and then the, wait a minute, no. <laughs> hold up, hold up. I don't support that. But no, it is, you guys have basically just outlined the episode, the end, as Dean's worst case scenario. So do you stand by that or is there something you would change? I think it's different. Well, yeah, we, it is slightly different because we described Cass leaving him. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cass is fully like, gone. Cass is fully gone. Cass is physically not there. Like Cass noped off with the rest of the angels. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think the Croatoan virus is a thing in this worst case scenario. Like the worst case scenario is Dean still feels the need to do like the day in, day out monster hunting stuff. Except for he knows that Sam is out there somewhere as Lucifer and there's nothing he can do to stop him. And Bobby's getting tortured with intent to come back and harm Yes. Him. And Dean knows that Bobby sold his soul to Crowley to try and help them. And he trusted Crowley, but Crowley like betrayed them. And Crowley makes Bobby think it's all Dean's fault and Dean mm-hmm. betrayed Bobby. So then Bobby comes back with vengeance for Dean, but it's all misconstrued. And then, you know, like Bo- like Dean blames himself because he's the one who said we should trust Crowley, essentially. Mm-hmm. He's the one that went with Crowley to exactly. go do his little move. And so I think that that's, you know, us describing his worst case scenario and Dean having already seen that makes perfect sense as to why he ends up not quite the burnt and broken shell of a man that Cass thought he was, <laughs> but pretty close. He's only a little singed. <laughs> okay. And do we have a, a best case scenario for Dean? First half of Abandon All Hope. I think that's that's Dean's best case scenario is everybody he's cared about happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also somehow the apocalypse has like put an end to a lot of like the monsters and that. So he doesn't feel that responsibility anymore to go out hunting. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. He goes back to Lisa and he and Cass and Lisa have a really cool multifaceted relationship. <laughs> OT3 poly situation. Exactly. It'd be so good. Follow up question. What's the ship name? Ooh. <laughs> Destalisa. 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 Like it's just Destal, but with Lisa <laughs> on the end. Yeah, it's perfect. No notes. Beautiful. Okay, so that's that's it for Dean. No final final thoughts on Dean. He's a pretty simple character in terms of what he actually wants. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to be with Lisa and Ben would be a big a big also, thing. Also, John comes back to life and apologizes for being a shitty father. No, I don't want that. Actually, I want. Um, I don't know. This is like this is like the best for him. What he wants for himself. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, he doesn't want that either. He doesn't want John back alive. He wants John to come back as a ghost and apologize and say, "Hey, I'm so sorry. I fucked you up. Goodbye forever." And then he can go up to heaven, so Dean no longer feels responsible for his death. Yeah, because he already has a father. Bobby's there. He's good. He doesn't need to. Not that there's anything wrong with two dads. I think that John is just a shitty person. It's not homophobic. It's just anti-John. There's only an issue with two dads when one of them is John Winchester. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Bobby and Crowley, that'd be a great dad duo. Okay. Uh, do we want to move into Sam? Yeah. Worst case, yeah. best case? I feel like Sam's worst case scenario is like he once again gets stripped of his bodily autonomy. Yep. Him saying yes is probably... Him saying yes with conditions and then those conditions immediately being violated. Yep. Dean being tortured by him. Him having to be in the passenger seat as his bodily autonomy is being violated by Lucy as Lucy tortures Dean, who didn't say yes to Michael. Like, this is like, this is just Lucy yeah, torturing not Dean. Michael. Not, not Michael, just Dean. Or Michael in Adam and Lucifer Sam, both torturing Dean, human Dean. Now I'm just imagining Sam, Lucifer, Adam, Michael, torturing Dean, like, as, like, a little family bonding activity. <laughs> The thing that brings oh, us all together brother. is actually we just all hate this one dude. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> like, I know we hate each other, but, like, fuck that guy, am I right? <laughs> I think Bobby doesn't have much impact on Sam's worst case scenario. I mean, like, him being disappointed in mm-hmm. Sam. 
again. Yeah. I mean, Sam's gotten that a few times from Bobby. So whether or not it was his fault or not. Sam's more likely to torture Bobby than Bobby is to torture Sam. And like, I don't mean like intentionally. I mean, like Sam is more likely to be the one to cut off contact, which is going to bother Bobby more than like if Bobby cut off contact with Sam, I think it would bother Sam less, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's already been disowned by one parental figure, so. Yeah. Though calling John a parental figure is a stretch. I do acknowledge that. It's just biological. I have to say one of my favourite things about the show is when they do that thing where they're like, oh, Bobby, you're the closest thing to a father we ever had, as if they didn't fucking have John. Like, as if they don't literally have a fucking father. Yeah, but they're not wrong. They're not wrong, no. That's the best part. Do we have a best case scenario for Sam? Not possessed by the devil. Loba. Loba. <laughs> I think best case scenario for Sam is that they go with his plan to say yes to Lucifer. He manages to exert that bodily autonomy and then he manages to like yeet out of there before he gets locked in the cage with Lucifer. So they get Lucifer locked in the cage and he gets his bodily autonomy back plus the satisfaction of a job well done. Yeah, and getting to prove himself to Dean. Uh, yeah, know. and getting to have that thing of like, see, I told you I could do this. And, like, we just had the moment where he's like, I'm the least of any member of this group. No. Oh, bro. <laughs> Baby Sam. boy. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that. But mm. also, he's not kind of wrong. <laughs> Cass is the angel who rebelled. And mm-hmm. Dean was the righteous man who broke the first seal and all that. So, like. What did Sam do? He successfully got conned into starting the apocalypse. I will also say my campaign for justice for Ruby is still ongoing. (laughs) They seem to, at every point, undermine her role that she played in starting the apocalypse. Yeah. It's like, why can't we let a woman have nice things? They always blame Sam. They always blame Sam. They're like, oh, Sam started the apocalypse. It's like, you are erasing all of the hard work Ruby put into this. If anything, they could mention Lilith too. Like, she was a big part of that. Like, two women were involved in this. Their contributions get erased, and it is not fair. It is not just. They did so much for the apocalypse. And also, they're all like, mm, yeah, Sam started the apocalypse, as if Dean didn't break the first fucking seal. Yeah, it's like, okay, so when do you count as starting the apocalypse? When the road to the start of the apocalypse starts? Or Sam murdering Lilith wouldn't have mattered if Dean didn't break the first seal. Mm-hmm. It would have just been killing Lilith it would have been a good thing it would have been a good thing it would have been a preventative measure against the apocalypse I'm just saying they should start putting the blame where it needs to go yeah and start giving other people credit for their work it's not all about Sam you heard Jamie hold the women responsible (laughs) exactly they're out here being like fabulous and evil and no one's giving them the proper credit they should because Ruby Ruby takes her credit when from Sam, you know, whenever she has that moment, she's like, I fucking did this shit. I know you're about to kill me, but like, did you see? That was cool, huh? I love that monologue so much. Mm-hmm. And yet they don't ever mention it. And then they just completely forget about the monologue. It's like, how do you forget that? That is like noteworthy moment. She just admitted to being better than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to shuffle us along. because oh, That went from like... Talking about Sam for 10 seconds and then being like, actually, do you know how Ruby was a character we haven't seen in a season? I think uh, Sam's best version of an ending has a dog, for sure. He needs a pet. That's that's the last thing I'll say about him being happy. We're really like, yeah, they're all getting pets this week. (laughs) Honestly, you know what would improve this show? Pets. Domesticated pets. Let's do it. Come on. Semi-domesticated. I want to see some training. 
montages. Montage, please. I'm just imagining like Dean trying to enter a dog show with a hellhound. <laughs> like, you know, like the agility and he's like, Come on! and it's like jumping over, but you can't see it because it's invisible. But you can see the impressions when it lands yeah. on the ground because it's just so heavy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. You're the one who was like, imagine if you weren't here. It would have been just like this, but a lot worse. This episode wouldn't have been about anything to do with Kripke era. It would have just been you guys making fanfic, which honestly I would be into. (laughs) Tune into the Queering Things episode and uh, maybe maybe that's what happens there. We'll see. Yeah, because we have even less parental supervision there, yeah? Yeah, it'll be just us. I know that we've already discussed what's happening over there, but my pitch is that you guys do a pod fic that's your fix-it fic. Oh, we just rewrite the first five seasons. Oh, I was going to say just the finale, but I mean, do as much as you want. (laughs) That's also great. I mean, I feel like you have to foundationally change the entire season. (laughs) Anyway, Cass, Mm -hmm. best case, worst case. Best case, he gets his angel powers back and he gets to make out with Dean a little. (laughs) A little? Can't have it be too gay. This is still the CW Supernatural. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Wrong show. (laughs) Best case for Cass, he gets to make out with Dean a little. Anything to add, Noah? No, I mean, I think that's his main focus, you know, getting happy time with Dean, being away from his older brothers, Michael and Lucifer and all them. If he and Dean could fly off to their own pocket universe with Sam, obviously, because Dean couldn't leave Sam behind. The codependence is real. Yeah, and Cass would be happy. I love how in this alternate version, he's like, yeah, the blood freak can come. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, and what is the worst case scenario for Cass? Dean leaves him after he rebelled for him. His rebellion was for nothing, and now he's lost his powers, and he's stuck as a human, and he also gets abandoned by, like, everyone. No, but see, that that sucks, because I think that's just going to happen at some point, because I think Dean is going to break his heart for sure a million times. But, yeah, his worst-case scenario is Dean hating him Mm. or holding him responsible for something that he didn't do involving Sam. I don't know. I don't know. Do we have any final thoughts about character stuff? I want more Ellen and Joe still. I love how you're like, I know they're dead, but also. But also, who knows? I know. Best case scenario for the like finale that we're about to like watch, Sam and Dean aren't even in it. It's just like Cass, Bobby, Joe, Ellen, Ash. Like it's just all side characters. Missouri. Bella. Missouri comes back. <laughs> Gordon Walker. He didn't end up in heaven, but it's okay. Did anyone have any final thoughts or feelings in general that you want to get out? Any final predictions you want to make? Because this is your last chance before you watch the finale of Kripke Era Swan Song. Should we just write the script of the next episode for them? <laughs> okay, yeah. So quick summary. Okay. So I think the the cold open needs to be like stuff like really going haywire. Like I'm thinking like, you know, a sunrise shot and, like, the werewolves are still out, despite the fact that the moon's now gone down, you know what I mean? Do you think you think it'll do, like, a 24 hours earlier type cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, the middle of the fight type thing, where it's, like... Record scratch, how do you think I got here? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so it's, like, wow, the big fight between Michael and Lucifer, and then you turn around and Michael is Sam, and it's, like, I guess you're wondering how this happened. And then, you know, and then he goes back and... That would be pretty good. But I'm thinking that from, you have to shoot it from behind so you only know that it's Sam. You don't know who he's fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can only see the back of the head. And so that's mm-hmm. why it has to be Sam that you can see. Because, because like, he's taller than everyone else? He's, he's <laughs> taller than everyone else. And he has such a different haircut, so you'd be able to tell if it was him from mm. behind. 
So like if you you want a bit of ambiguity, you have to make it like either Adam or Dean ambiguity because like they don't look that similar, but they still look more similar than either of them with Sam yeah. from behind at least. <laughs> All right, so that's our opener. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a good cold open. And then it goes back and it's just them sitting at breakfast. It's just like the most relaxed, calm thing. Bobby goes to get color and it's from the wrong drawer again. <laughs> and they're like, what's up, Bobby? You good? And he's possessed. Crowley's also there and hitting on Dean relentlessly. Cass is also there and severely uncomfortable. Jealous, really. Yeah, clearly. But he yeah, doesn't know yeah. that yet, and that's okay. And then they uh, go off to go try and find Lucifer because they have all four rings, and they're like, yeah, we're going to do the, the, the cage. See, I think instead of trying to find Lucifer, they should find the cage first. I thought the cage was whenever, wherever they do the ring thing. Ah, so you think, like, the cage is, like, on demand? Uh, not so much on demand, but maybe the cage is like, you know, down in hell or wherever, but the, the, the rings act as a portal. Yeah. So different metaphysical plane and you can open up a door wherever you are if you've got the rings. Yeah. But that's also what I thought the beautiful room was. And then it was semi, it was kind of that, but it was also a physical place you could just walk to. So it was like both. So it could just be in Florida. I think the only entrance to the gate is on Saturn. So they have to try and find a way Mm. to steal a rocket ship. If Supernatural goes into space. Before season 10, I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) Bonkers as fuck. And they have not once alluded to a space story. After season 10, you're like, oh, okay. I can see how they're running out of plot ideas at this point. But like, if it's in the first five seasons, like you you haven't even run out of plot ideas yet. What are you doing? It's like you've got no excuse to change your demon hunting show to a space demon hunting show. There's no reason. Though I do think Dean would love it if it did turn into a space demon hunting show because then he could pretend to be Han Solo. And I would too is the problem, but mm. <laughs> it's not the show <laughs> and it would hurt me to watch mm. it, but I would still watch it. Do we think Dean's a Firefly fan though? Combines two of his favorite things. Actually, I, I, I think he can't be. I think Firefly has to not exist. Otherwise, he'd be looking at Crowley the entire time like, damn, Badger, what's up? <laughs> I forgot the Mark Shepard shared universe is real. <laughs> uh-huh. Mark Shepard, he's in Leverage, but he's also in Firefly. Every show that Mark Shepard has ever been in is in the same universe, and every character is just a different, like, alias. Doctor Who? He goes time traveling? Mm-hmm. Crowley. Okay, anyway, so they get their they get their rocket ship so they can go to Saturn to get to the door. So, yeah, they get their rocket ship already. And as soon as they're suiting up, Cass reveals that he's scared because... He's never flown off the planet before. And Dean is like, well, <laughs> what are you even talking about? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you fly all the time. This is no different. And then I feel like we need to have a scene where Dean confronts Sam about saying yes to Lucifer and how it's a bad idea. And Dean's theme does need to be playing in the background. On the way, like as they're lifting off. Yeah, as like, they're lifting off. Lift they're off in the scene. rocket ship. They're just about yeah. to hit zero gravity. Like, and he's like, hey, by the way. I think it's a terrible idea to say yes to Lucifer. And Sam's like, can we talk about this later? Yeah. And in the background, Dean's theme, clearly. You know, because you go from the sound of the engines and then that fades out to Dean's theme as it fades in. As they're like hitting the zero cheese. Yeah. I think on the way to Saturn, they are passing Jupiter and then they get ambushed by Lucifer's backup crew. Yeah. Who have obviously been swarming the cosmos trying to find them because... Clearly. I guess that's what we're doing. It's been heavily implied to have been occurring off screen this entire season. <laughs> it's, it's been heavily <laughs> implied. Anyone missed that? How, did, how was that even possible? It's all in the subtext. Read between the fucking lines, guys. Come on. Wake up, sheeple. 
I hope you guys know that this is causing me physical pain. <laughs> I'm so glad. And so then they get to Saturn, clearly, and Sam says, yes, wow, it's a miracle. He manages to get Lucifer back in the cage. Wait, before they get to Saturn, sorry, Dean would obviously make a Uranus joke. Yeah, obviously. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he's also enough of a nerd that he will probably make a Star Trek reference at oh, some point in all of this. That's been happening the whole time. I'm thinking that he calls Castiel... Spock, for sure. Spock, yeah. I was like, I couldn't remember. Like, I was like, Data? No, Spock. I mean, he could be Data too. He could yeah. be Data too, but I think Spock's a better fit. Yeah, trying to connect with the humans, but yeah. Okay, so they make it to Saturn. They make it to Saturn, yep. Sam does, in fact, say yes. They manage to shove Lucifer back in his cage, and then he manages to yeet out just before they lock Lucifer in. Wow, happy days. But... In doing so, he breaks the ship, so they're stranded on Saturn for a bit. Okay, yep, and that's how we open season six. But that's how they meet the Cosmo Guardians. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, not the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, but the Super Guardians, the the the, like, the hunters, the, the Galaxy Hunters. That's what, yeah, yeah, the Galaxy Hunters show up and save them, bring them back to Earth, yeah. and it's the lead into season six cosmic storyline. Exactly. Now they're demon hunting in space. That was actually the original slated title for season six, demon hunting in space. Demon hunting in space. Come on, let's do it. They would do so good. I do think we have broken Bethany. <laughs> I think so. Her, she's gotten more and more nonverbal and just shocked as we've spoken. It's been I'm great. DMing August, head in hands, not breathing, trying desperately not to make noise because otherwise this audio will be unusable. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. I love that you guys went from being like, they better not introduce anything to do with space until at least season 10, because that's how you know you've run out of ideas. And then you guys were like, anyway, for the season five finale, let's send them to Saturn. <laughs> we ran out of ideas very fast, and that's yeah. our problem. To be feather, in our defense, we didn't write ourselves into this corner. And it was because it was really funny to talk about. Yeah. If they actually did it, I would cry. Yeah. <laughs> See, but I almost wouldn't be surprised because that's just the, the quality that I'm expecting from Supernatural. If you replace some of those space words with a different country, then it was mm. exactly the show we're about to watch. In instead of Saturn, they're just flying to England. No, they're driving to Canada because Dean refuses to get on an airplane. Yeah, that was another thing. I love that he's willing to get on a fucking spacecraft. <laughs> when it comes down to it, space is cool as shit, dog. They're all making sacrifices for the greater good Bethany. <laughs> The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's how you know it's significant. Okay. Anyway, I feel like I missed most of that conversation because I was just silently dying in the corner. So this will be so delightful for me to come back to you on edit. Watch, us, watch you listen back to it and it's just us, you know, like connecting for extra dots and it's unlistenable if you just like weren't <laughs> on. You know what? <laughs> I feel like we're Dean and Shadow. Connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. Connecting the dots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To everyone else, it looks like a random pattern where, like, no, they're going to space. Uh-huh, clearly. The foreshadowing, you know. Yeah. That's the real Sarah mm -hmm. Gamble long con, actually. Mm -hmm. She wants to send them to space. Yeah. There was that one scene where they're in heaven and the stars go really crazy. That's true, actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> Signs are all there. Exactly. See, that's why they had them irresponsibly using fireworks. So we know they know how to handle explosives so they can get a rocket ship to go to Saturn. I do want to say, uh, Roman candles are a big thing in America. And the, the things that they use in that, that fireworks heaven scene is a Roman candle where you light one end and it all shoots out. And um, those are 
less unsafe than they appear in that episode. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that. Because they are still children. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. And they're doing it in a dry ass field, which is a terrible, terrible idea. But okay, I'm actually low key scared to ask, but do you have any final thoughts? Maybe not about space. <laughs> any further terrestrial thoughts? <laughs> We are about to go from this recording to have some lunch, and then we're literally watching the finale. Like, we're doing it today. So Jamie's got about an hour before she finds out what you guys have and haven't been correct about. I need to emotionally prepare. So this is, like, last chance to get out any thoughts and feelings before you actually know. Okay, so seriously, I think that they're going to go with the let's shove Lucifer back in the cage thing. I think at this point, if they were to try and introduce any other solution it would not feel narratively it would not feel narratively cohesive and like i know that supernatural is a show that by and large doesn't care about narrative cohesion but i do think that narratively they have to like it already feels like a last minute hail mary plan you know what i mean like i feel like they have to go forward with it because like i don't see them thinking of another solution to get them out of this corner I think they're going to go with the let's shove the devil back in the cage plan. They've already gotten confirmation that that's the best plan, according to the oldest known being that they've ever spoken to. So Gabe said this is the best plan. Death said this is the best plan. Crowley said it probably won't go badly. So <laughs> it might it might even work. You know, high praise. Yeah. So but, I yeah. think they're going to have to go with that plan. I think that Sam is going to say yes to Lucifer to try and jump into the cage. I think that it is most likely that he's going to, because he has to jump into the cage as the vessel, that mm-hmm. if they manage to trap Lucifer in the cage, Sam is also going to be trapped in the cage. Like, I don't think there is any feasible way for Sam to get out of the cage if he's had to jump in the cage with Lucifer. That's fair. I think it's not going to be Sam. And I think if they're also locking Michael in the cage, that it will be Adam as Michael. Like, I don't think they're locking, locking Dean in the cage. Dean is the main character. They can't do that. They did one season. Th- they didn't leave him locked in the cage for a season. It was the season break. We never saw him in hell. We had a single scene at the end of season three that showed that he was in hell. And then immediately on the first episode of the next season, they're like, oh, he's not in hell anymore. He said, <gasps> I'm back. Guess what? Angels are real. Like, they were so desperate to not have Dean be in hell for too long. They were like, I guess we have to fucking go with angels. And Sarah Gamble was like, fuck yes. And then she met Misha Collins and she was like, oh, no. <laughs> she said, oh. So I think that logically that's the way. And I I am really heavily leaning into, like, the way they're really shoehorned in Lisa, I'm really mm. thinking that the reason they've brought Lisa up so recently is because they're going to do, like, a Dean's going to, quote, unquote, get what he wants. But it's going to be really hollow because, you know, Sam's still stuck in the cage and he's sort of just like playing house with Lisa. Like whether it's Mm. because, you know, the angels of mind wiped him again or like what's happening, they're shoving him at Lisa. Like I feel like they're going to be like, oh, but this is what you wanted. Mm. Yeah. I forgot about Windexing as an option. Yeah. (laughs) They can squeegee the brains. I love the use of the term Windexing. That's the the best way to refer to mind wipes, actually. (laughs) I think that that would be Dean's worst case scenario. In real life, that would like but him forgetting he doesn't know. But he would always feel it. He would always feel a part of him missing, no matter what. If Sam was gone and Cass was gone and he couldn't remember them. So, do you have like a finalized theory for next week? Yeah, because that's like your actual serious theory. That's actually right? my like like all half, jokes aside. All jokes aside, that that's what I'm thinking. Like that 
based on where they've written themselves, those are sort of the, the major beats that I'm expecting they're going to hit. Okay. Regardless like of it. what else happens sort of as set decoration around it, I think those are sort of like the points they're going to hit. I think two people are going to end up in the cage. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be Adam and I hope it's not Sam, but I think it might be Sam. But Adam and Sam, I don't Okay. Wait, who's your preferred though then? Like Bobby? <laughs> no, not Bobby. Nick. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Like... As if you didn't realize that. <laughs> I, I feel like though, it's not going to be a miserable ending for Dean. And I feel like Kripke is not capable of giving his characters a happy ending. So even if it is a quote unquote happy ending, it cannot be a happy ending. If that makes yeah. sense. And I Absolutely. feel like if Sam is locked in the cage, that's obviously not a happy ending for him, but it also is not a happy ending for Dean. So regardless of like how quote unquote happy it is for Dean, yeah. having Sam locked in the cage means that he'll never truly be happy. Yeah. I think Bobby's going to die, but it's not going to be permanent and it's not going to be his full death. I think that Cass might get Windexed mm. is my, my current theory. Get rebooted again. Not quite fully rebooted because that didn't work. I think they just need to cut him off and act like he's never met Dean before. Just Windex Dean specifically. Yeah. Maybe replace some of his actions with ones that they can blame other problems on. I think it'd be really funny if Castiel, like, faked his death. <laughs> like, because he rebelled against Heaven. Heaven doesn't like him, so he, like, just fakes his death and hopes that the angels don't find him. But fakes it so well that Dean doesn't know. And then he goes to fuck off with Chuck and joshua and hang out in the garden and they're all getting high clearly i mean clearly you know chuck and joshua are blazing it left and right <laughs> all day <laughs> everything everything green that grows on the earth is uh, a gift from i mean God. he is literally the gardener mm-hmm. <laughs> gardeners grow the herb anyway it's not this they rewrite creation it wasn't enough it was weed <laughs> If that's the solution, is they just get everybody to sit around a smoke circle and it's like the family therapy, but it's just weed in the garden, that would slap. That would be really great. It, no, it's only because they're in heaven and heaven is burning. So it's like... <laughs> the whole garden's on fire and everyone just gets really fucking high. All the weed, so everyone's just kind of high by virtue of being in the garden while it's on fire. That would be great. That would be great. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Noah, you were giving us your actual theory, your actual serious no, predictions. It's great how fast it goes from like our serious predictions to a tangent of like, this is crazy fun. No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Is that I think Casca, uh, uh, Bobby might die. Adam and Nick in the cage is what I'm thinking because they've been hyping up the fight this whole time, but I think the fight's not going to happen. I do want to say, though, I think I did finally find it. The crazy theory, like the crazy writing choice that I'd actually enjoy. I would love to see them all <laughs> high in the garden because yeah. heaven is burning and turns out he was growing weed. Yeah, if if they set this, the fight stage in heaven and then they trick them all and it's just a, a weed garden, yeah, it'd be the, the greatest writing choice that I would love. You know he's got a sick hydroponic setup. Mm-hmm. Cool as fuck by the time you hit that shit. And this is how Stoner Cass can still win. <laughs> yes! Enver's Cass comes back. But he's got angel powers this time. Jesus Christ, you guys. You asked us what we thought. You know what? You, you, did know, this you, you know you would watch that show, though. I am so glad that we decided to do this because this has been a delight. Let me tell you, August has got some interesting DMs to come back to. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I don't think I have any other questions. You guys seem like you've given your so- solid. For the sake of your so- sanity, I think thank I you. might say like I'm done. Okay, thank you, Noah. <laughs>
I'm sorry. I'm just a little hung up on who won the ambush fight whenever they got ambushed outside of Jupiter because like we didn't really resolve that section. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Resolve your plot point. <laughs> I think they had, I think they have to lose a person there, you know, like they yeah. have to lose at the stage. I think that's the dramatic Bobby sacrifice. That's that might be from. Bobby's sacrifice right there. Yeah. Because he saves them to like, let them get away and turns around and f- takes down six people. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. He does get sacrificed. Like he sacrifices himself, but in the process he does kill the invading forces. Yeah. All of them. Do you know what I'm seeing in my mind right now? You know that scene from one of the Guardians in the Galaxy movies where is it like Wandu or or something like he Yandu yeah Yandu he like lets himself freeze to death but he like mm-hmm. saves Peter like that's what I'm seeing but it's like Bobby and like one of the boys <laughs> yeah it's more the Cloverfield paradox and when they are you know on separate sides of a door and you have to close it manually from one side to get away kind of thing and then they make eye contact as the ships are separating and it's the most heartbreaking thing oh Rosen ten. Mm, exactly opposite sides of a wall knowing they're there yep okay yeah no i'm good i'm I'm set (laughs) awesome okay so i think that brings us to the end of this discussion like i said closer to the top of the episode jamie and noah are both going to be over on queering things once they have both seen the finale uh, and they will get to have a chat about what they were right about what they were wrong about personally i'm really excited to see how you feel about the role of saturn (laughs) If we got it wrong and it was fucking Jupiter, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) You're like, you've got the right theory, but it's the wrong planet. All I need is for them to look up at the sky and mention, hey, is that Jupiter? And I'll be happy. It'll be great. (laughs) They're like, for the apocalypse to occur, all the planets must align. And you're like, Saturn. (laughs) Heavily involved. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Dean turns around and says, even Uranus? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. It was so much fun. It was a blast. I cannot wait for part two. You're so welcome. Thank you for very quickly catching up to this point so that you could be here. Hey, it is what it is. You know, we had to make it work and it was perfect. This has been an absolute delight. I hope that everyone at home has been silently screaming the same way I have been at some points in this episode. Because let me tell you, you guys have said some stuff. <laughs> Y'all at home can respond to us and we can't hear you. I fucking knew that we were right about Jupiter. <laughs> oh my God, they are going to burn down the Garden of Heaven. They are all going to be fucking high. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as that plot starts coming up, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll blow up the group chat. So anyway, thank you so, so much for joining us, Noah. This has been an absolute delight. I personally... I'm very much looking forward to hearing you guys collaborate after this because I'm not going to be there for that. And I'm just going to get to listen to the episode after the fact and it's going to be delightful, I'm sure. And painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, if you wanted to find Noah, uh, he is one of the co-hosts over at Saving People Queering Things. And we will link to everything in the show notes. So head on down there if you wanted to check them out. And a reminder that our Kripke Era survey is still up and still open for responses so if you haven't already filled out the form we would absolutely appreciate if you took two minutes out of your day to do that it's been a delight to go through all of the responses we've got so far and it's only going to stay open for another couple of days or another week or so after this so pretty please if you haven't already filled it out we would love it if you do especially if you did have something you wanted to let us know about the show uh, either supernatural or the podcast going into gamble era so yeah i filled it out so everybody at home go do your part (laughs) Could you tell which answers were mine? 
Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, the, the Bobby in all caps was uh, <laughs> a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. Anyway, so that is going to wrap us up. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully we have you back for our discussion on Swan Song, the finale of Kripke Era. Bye. 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 <laughs> I love it. That was so much fun. That was a fucking delight. <laughs> you guys are insane. Yeah, yeah.